Welcome to the Renew Life Church podcast. No matter what situation we find ourselves facing, we know that God wants to speak clearly to us. So wherever you're listening from today, we want to thank you for being here. Grab a cup of coffee and join us as we tune in to our Sunday conversation. Good evening. How's everybody doing? Everybody's just in that, in that spot, still in that holy moment. I'm going to go ahead and do this before I get too far ahead of myself. Is there anyone in the room that's just been dealing with something uh, in, your, in your, maybe it's a lung issue, having a hard time breathing, maybe bronchitis, something's going on in somebody. Is that anybody? Would you just slip up a hand if that was you? Anybody? That's you? Is there anybody else? Cool. Let's just go ahead and pray really fast. I mean, this is the right time, right? We are at church. Lord, I thank you. Thanks for the yes. Lord, I thank you so much. I thank you for words of knowledge. I I thank you that you desire to speak to us concerning uh, your sons and your daughters. And so right now we just release, I release healing into this rib cage and into these lungs that they would be opened, that they would breathe, that they would take breaths right now. and, And as they breathe in, they're being filled with your power. And as they breathe out, every bit of toxic anything is coming out of them. I thank you, Father, for complete healing in the name of Jesus. Sickness and disease, I rebuke you. You have no place. Funguses, I rebuke you. You have no place. Infections, you have no place. Viruses, you have no place. I thank you for the blood of Jesus, and I plead it over this young lady from the top of her head to the bottoms of her feet that she is completely made whole. We thank you for this, and we pray these things and expect them for your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. It's all for his glory. Can you give him praise? He's so, so good. This thing's a little turny. Well, my name's Cody. I am, uh, I'm the campus pastor here, and, and just really honored just to get to share with you this, this afternoon uh, at the four o'clock service. It's, it's, uh, it's, been an, it's been a great week. I don't know if your, your Thanksgiving was as good as mine, but I hope that it was. Um, we had a lot of a lot of great family come in. We didn't travel because uh, we had a new baby, which is fantastic. She's doing really good. Yeah, thank you. Um, so her name is Collins Faith, and the reason that we named her Collins Faith, the reason that we threw the, the word faith in there is because uh, we lost a baby uh, last year, and I really felt like she, it was a little girl that we lost, and so I felt like, you know what, Lord, this is a sign of your faithfulness to me. To, to give me another little girl. And so we said, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna throw in the name Faith. And so uh, my wife, Stacy is doing really good. She is getting back at it. She's hard to keep down. She's a very tough woman. She is strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And I witnessed it firsthand. She had a home birth. And I would have just, uh, y'all would have been having to raise me from the dead or something because uh, <laughs> I just wouldn't have made it like she made it. She, she knocked it out of the park. She is a fantastic woman. Um, she's strong, so... Um, today I am just, uh, I'm honored just to get to share with you a, something that is near and dear to me. I love to hear the stories of all the things that God has done. And so today I'm going to share testimonies. We're going to talk about testimonies today. That's the entire purpose. That's all we're going after today is testimonies. So I just want you to do your best to get comfortable. Get your best listening ears on. Get your best storytelling listening ears on just to receive anything and everything that you hear. And so before we go any further, I just want to ask God to just come and, and be with us and, and, and to speak to us. So, Father, we thank you. 
we thank you that you are always on time. Holy Spirit, I welcome you into this room and I ask for you to come. I ask for your wisdom and for your understanding. You're the all-knowing one. No one knows the Father like you know him, Holy Spirit. And so we just ask for your wisdom. We ask for your presence to engulf us in this room. I pray that as I just begin to release testimonies of, of, the, of the, the stories of Jesus and his personal and, and, and healing touch on people's lives, that your, your ministering angels, your ministering spirit just begin to weave in and out of every single row in this room. I expect you to show up, Father, because you said you would. You said that we're two or more gathered, so are you in our midst. And so Jesus, we expect you to be here. mightier in ways than we've ever seen. You do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ask, think, hope, or even imagine. And so I, I pray that that is what is manifested in this room for the next 27 minutes. And that your power and your glory comes down. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Isn't God good? You know, one of the mis misunderstandings I, I feel about testimonies is this is that we feel like sometimes that if we don't have a current testimony, we don't have a testimony. Which isn't, isn't true at all. We, we put a value on how powerful a testimony is based on how new the testimony is. How recent the thing happened is how much value sometimes we put on the testimony. It's like we can be in a meeting and we can say, hey, does anyone have a testimony? It can be completely quiet. No one sharing. Why? Because they don't have a new one. But there's no expiration date on the word of God. I didn't know if you knew that or not. There's no expiration date on the, on the word of God. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10, it's gonna be up on the screen. It says this. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing which I sent it. It doesn't return in void. It doesn't expire. If he spoke it over you, if he spoke it to you, if he said you could have it, just keep believing for it because it hasn't expired yet. It actually won't ever expire. In Jeremiah chapter one, verse 12, it talks about how he watches, God watches over his word in our life to perform it. Meaning he won't let that word that he released about you or for you ever expire until it's actually taken place in your life. The Hebrew meaning for the word testimony literally means to do it again. It means to repeat. It's so that means that when a testimony is released, what we're saying is, God, do it again. He is in the business of doing it again. He never runs out of power. He never runs out of creativity. He never runs out of an imagination. He can create anything that he needs to create in your body or in your life, and he will do it over and over again. A testimony is simply a written or a spoken recount of anything Jesus has ever done, ever, ever done. I love testimonies. I love hearing testimonies. I love sharing testimonies. I believe that testimonies 
uh, should be a part of our every single day life. I believe that if you will start, if you're believing for something, start reading every morning. Start with reading a testimony of something that God has done for, for anyone. There's an app that you should get on your phone before you, before you go to sleep tonight. It's called Increase. And the Increase app is created by a friend of ours. His name's Dave Harvey. And the Increase app is nothing but thousands upon thousands upon thousands of testimonies. You can search categories. There are medical testimonies that happen in the medical field. There are, there are testimonies that have happened through, through young children. There are thousands upon thousands of testimonies. If you're believing for something in your life, I'm telling you, start reading testimonies over yourself until you start seeing the result of that testimony happen in your life. Because he wants to do them again. He wants to do them again. Deuteronomy chapter four, verse nine. It tells us that we should, we should actually share testimonies. It says, but watch out. Be careful never to forget what yourself has seen, what you yourself have seen. Do not let these memories escape from your mind as long as you live. Be sure to pass them on to your children and to your grandchildren. That means I have work to do. T.D. Jakes uh, did this sit-down with uh, Stephen Furtick, and it's, it's, it's amazing. And, and then this sit-down, they were having this chat, and he said that when he was a young boy, after a family gathering, they would go wash the dishes. They would get in the room where all of the, the men of their family would be gathered just so that they could be in, in hearing distance of the stories that they were telling about what God had done in the past. They were young kids, and they would just do the dishes. That's a miracle in itself, but that's the power of sharing the word of God. You know, Revelation chapter 19, it says that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And I said a while ago that a, a testimony is literally a spoken or written record of anything that Jesus has ever done. And we know that out of 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 3, that prophecy is supposed to do three things. It brings edification, exhortation, and comfort to those who hear. And so when we release a testimony, we're actually releasing exhortation, edification, and comfort to those who hear it. That means that when a testimony hits your ears, it ought to do something to the inside of you. It ought to encourage you. It ought to comfort you. It ought to do something so much that it starts changing your reality. These aren't just mere stories. <laughs> this isn't just a storybook of, of, of old fables that we just we read when we're, we're feeling down and when we're blue. These are actually real life things that happen in the world. Testimonies are powerful. I remember when I was a, a freshman, and I love the fact that Jesus is, uh, he, he, he's, he's, he he's makes his power available to anyone. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed that yet. I was a freshman in high school, and I, and I grew up racing motocross, and, and one Saturday evening, I, I had a pretty, pretty bad wreck, and I broke all five bones across the top of my foot. At one time, my foot bent back in half the wrong way and uh, shouldn't, shouldn't do that. And uh, so instantly they pull my boot off and, and, and from my toes to my heel, it's, it's rounded like this. And, and from about my knee down, it, it looked like I had like elephantitis or something. Um, and, and this was within, within seconds. And, and so I go to the hospital and they were actually all hairline fractures. They weren't true breaks, but so they couldn't do a surgery or anything like that. So they put me in a boot. I didn't know Jesus at all. I wasn't raised in church or anything like that. Like I had no grid for, for who Jesus was, no grid for God. I knew that 
I had heard of him, didn't have any belief at all. Not that I didn't want to, just didn't, just didn't know. And so there was this one student, and some of you have heard this before, but I, I feel like it just bears repeating. There's this one student that we went to school with, and this joker preached all the time. His dad was a pastor, and so he was a pastor automatically. And so he would stand, I remember he would stand in the courtyard on the, on the benches, and he would stand while we were having lunch, and he would preach to no one because no one wanted to listen to him. And so this one day after, this was a Tuesday, I broke it on a Saturday, this was a Tuesday. Uh, we're, we're sitting on the bleachers out during PE, and, uh, and he says, uh, hey, Cody, you, you, uh, you believe in God? I was like, I know, his, I know who he is. So I'm like, I'm gonna give him the quick answer so that I get the quick story so this conversation can be over faster. I'm like, oh yeah, sure. Oh, oh you do? Yeah, mm-hmm. Prove it. So he takes my crutches from me and he walks all the way up to the school building, which is probably about 200 yards, and he sets them on the wall and he leaves me out there and the bell rings. And he says, if you believe in God, you'll walk all the way to the school building, you'll get your crutches and you'll never use them again. He'll heal you while you walk. I'm like, he's testing me. So I was like, well, what am I gonna do? I walked all the way up to the school building. I got my crutches and I never used them again. I raced in the very next race exactly a month to the day that I broke all of those bones in my foot. God is no respecter of persons. I had no grid for belief and he had done a miracle in my life. I remember a few years ago, my son was six, my youngest daughter was two, and uh, we had gone to spend some time with my dad. We went fishing, went camping for the weekend. And, and my dad, uh, before this, had, had ruptured his Achilles tendon. And so he had surgery and they repaired it and did all the things. And so he had compensated heavily on the other side. And uh, the whole weekend we were there, he just complained. And he complained. If he watches this, it's fine. If he complained and he complained about his foot hurting, I hope he watches this because my dad's not a believer. Um, he, he, he just kept complaining and kept complaining about this about his ankle and, and what he was having to do after he would get home from work is he would sit down and he would prop it up and ice it. And he was doing this every night for like two to three months at a time because he just couldn't get relief. And so before we, let, we were literally, our car is packed, we're fixing to leave. And I said, dad, I can, I can take care of that for you. He's like, what? I said, we can take care of that, that ankle that's, that's bothering you so bad. You've complained about it all weekend. I've heard you. Um, we can take care of it. I said, would you let us pray? He said, yeah, I'll let you pray. Reluctantly, I'll let you pray. So me and my son and my youngest daughter, Griffin, we, we get on our hands and knees and we lay hands on my dad. And we begin to pray. And I remember praying, Lord, do a physical healing in his body so that he would know you spiritually. And uh, so we get done praying and I'm like, how, how is it? Is it any better? He's like, man, I, something happened. Really? He's like, but, you know, I did take some really strong pain meds right before we prayed, so, I mean, it's probably that. I'm like, yeah, right. Let's wait a couple days. And so uh, I get home a few days later. Uh, the next day, actually, on Monday, he, he was scheduled to go in for an MRI. And so this was about a Wednesday. He calls me, and he says, uh, hey, um, man, um, the craziest thing. All the pain's gone, all the swelling's gone. I've been totally fine. I don't have to have a surgery after all. I don't have to cancel vacations. I don't have to sell the things that I was planning to sell to have the surgery. It's completely gone, it's completely whole, it's completely healed. And he doesn't know Jesus. And so I just, I wanna encourage you that 
when you're connected to the right people who have faith and you have no faith, you can still receive your healing. If you don't believe me, scripture will tell you this. Luke chapter five, verse 17, this is a fantastic story of God's goodness. It says this, now it happened on a certain day that as he, this is Jesus, as he was preaching, that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by. And he had come out of, um, who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them because Jesus was there. Then behold, men brought on a bed, Men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, who they sought to bring to lay before him. And when they could not find how they might get him in or bring him in, because the crowd, they went up onto the housetop and they let, let him down through, um, on his bed, sorry, they let him down with his bed through the tiling in the midst before Jesus. When he saw their faith, faith he said to them, man, your sins are forgiven of you. Notice whose faith he saw. He saw their faith. He didn't see the man's faith. He saw their, their faith, the friend's faith. It depends on who you roll with. But when Jesus perceived, oh, I'm sorry, when he saw their faith, he said to them, man, your sins are forgiven of you. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? When Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said to them, wouldn't it be something if you couldn't even think the wrong thought around Jesus? He just called you out all the time. He said, why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier for you to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise up and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Immediately he rose up before them, uh, took up what he had been laying on, and departed to his own house, glorifying God. And they were all amazed and they all glorified God and, and were filled with fear saying, we have seen strange things today. What an amazing testimony of being connected to the right people. Thank God that my dad is connected to me. That is not arrogant. I'm just saying, thank God that my dad's connected to me or he might've had surgery or he might've sold possessions to pay for a surgery. But God intervened through me and through my children and said, because you have faith for your dad, I'll heal him. If you need faith, if, if you don't have faith and you need a healing, start getting connected to the body of believers. Because I've heard a lot of times that your resources or faith in this moment are connected to your relationships. Get connected to people. I remember, uh, man, this is so much fun. Like I remember I was working in home construction and I, I, I had multiple houses that I was overseeing and I walked out of this one house and, and I see this plumber uh, that, that, I, that I did work with every single day, and he's limping terribly. And I'm like, what, what's going on with your foot? Like, what, what happened? He's like, oh, yesterday I, I jumped out of the truck, over the side of the truck, and I just landed wrong, and I broke it. But my wife just had a baby, and I, I can't afford to go to the hospital, and I can't afford to take off the work, so I'm just doing my best to get around on it. I mean, his, his foot is black, his foot is blue. I made him take his sock off before I prayed. And uh, I said, man, can I pray? And he said, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll let you pray. And, and so I began to lay hands and I, I just began to pray and rebuke the swelling and rebuke the broken bones and rebuke all of the damage. And, 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 and I, I, he's like, man, something's happening. And so he didn't get completely healed in the moment, but I saw him about three days later walking as normal as I was. And he said, man, it's completely gone. The next day it was completely gone. He was completely healed on the spot. It was just super, super 
awesome. And I'm just saying all of these testimonies because I hope that if you need something, you would hear something and you would lay your faith on that, that you would receive it. If you need a miracle in your feet, if you need a miracle in your legs, if you need a miracle in your knees, I'm telling you, start listening with an ear that expects God to do something for you because he can and he wants to because the testimony wants to be repeated and it wants to be repeated in your life. I sat down with a homeowner and uh, we were going over their plans of, of where we were gonna lay out all of the switches in their house and all of the ceiling fans and this is this long meeting. And when he walks in, I noticed I didn't just see, but I noticed. See, I think sometimes we miss an opportunity to create a testimony. Did you know that you can create a testimony when you release the power of God that's in you? It creates, it shifts. There's creative power even in you. It, it creates a testimony. And, and sometimes we, we don't have these opportunities because we don't see them. Or we, we, we see someone walk in and they're like, oh, that's terrible, they have a knee brace on. But when you notice something, your thought actually says, what if? I just begin to notice. Like I don't need a word of knowledge all of the time to pray for someone who's sick. I just need to pay attention that they're on crutches. <laughs> but sometimes we're like, oh Lord, I'll pray for them if you tell me to pray for them. They are on crutches. <laughs> Their leg is broken. They're in a wheelchair. What other sign do you need? Heaven is not invading their earth. So this guy walks in and he's in a full leg crutch and he's on, and it's one of those like, it's completely straight. So we go through the whole meeting and I'm like, okay, so I have to ask a question like, what's going on, what happened? He said, I had knee surgery, complete, completely uh, reconstructive knee surgery. Every ligament was torn. Uh, he had injured it at work and he was four months past due of when he was supposed to be fully recovered and back to work. And I said, well, I, I know you don't know me, but I believe in Jesus and I believe that Jesus can touch you in a moment and he can completely heal you. Would you let me pray? Reluctantly, he said, yes, I'll let you pray. So I, I get down and I, I lay hands and just begin to pray. And he's like, man, my knee is getting super, super hot uh, up behind it. And I said, yeah, I just believe that he's working on you. And so we prayed and, and we go our own ways. I see him about a month later outside of his house, um, he was already back to work and the knee brace was gone. And Jesus completely on the spot intervened on this guy's behalf. I love the thought of what if. I love seeing things and thinking what if. What if I use the thing that Jesus has put on the inside of me and I intervene? What's gonna happen? What if I pray? Most of the time we answer that, but what if nothing happens? So we don't pray. I missed it twice yesterday, FYI. I tried two different people yesterday to pray for them and I'm, I botched both of them. Thought I had words of knowledge for both of them. They were incorrect. Her name was not Ashley and no Ashley worked there. It's okay, I'll try again because Jesus still lives on the inside of me because the power to change someone's circumstance lives on the inside of me because the power to bring heaven on earth still lives inside of me. It didn't depart from me when I got it wrong. And it didn't depart from you when you said no to praying. He's still waiting for you to say, yes, you can use me. A long time ago, uh, when I was a youth pastor, I had, uh, we, had, we had this, uh, we actually had had a new guy come in and took over the spot and so I was helping. And uh, this one night, um, 
there was a girl that had come. We had known her for a long time, and she was having some severe, like, hip pain and lower back pain. And we were like, what's going on? She's like, I don't know. I, I, it's slowly, kind of gradually been getting worse and worse and worse. And so we, we, the guy that was there, he had more experience in this. I just knew I was, I was excited about it. And uh, he was like, have you, ever, have you ever checked to see, like, if one leg is, is shorter than the other? So he set her in this chair, and sure enough, like, her, her left leg was, like, half inch shorter than her right leg. And he was like, I believe, and I, I bet you that if we pray and ask Jesus to grow your leg out, that your pain in your back will go away. Uh-huh. And then if he doesn't, then what happens? So I was like, I'm going to get a front row seat for this. So I literally, like, I'm on my knees, and... Uh, and like I'm this, and, and she's sitting here, and her legs are this way, and uh, I'm holding my hands out like this, and and, her, and one foot is already touching my hand, but the other one's not touching my hand, and so I'm like, if it grows, they're both going to touch my hand. We start praying. I'm praying out wide, wide eyed open, like I'm just looking. I'm like, I want to see this thing move, and sure enough, here in a couple minutes, we're praying, 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 and all the students are around. We're all going for it, and all my goodness, her her left leg just kept going. She left the room with no pain, completely healed. And her leg was the same size as another one. And she didn't come in that way. The healing touch of God is real, I'm just telling you. The moment that I gave my life to Jesus, I got to see it all happen in one big shot. I got to see the, the miracle signs and wonders, I got to see the tongues, I got to see people slain in the spirit. And so this is something that is easy for me to receive and I know it's not easy for everyone else. It's totally fine. I'm just saying keep an open, uh, open heart and an open mind to saying yes to God because he wants to use you in your space too. The workplace is the, is the most prime opportunity. There are lots of opportunities to create testimonies in the workspace. There are lots of opportunities in stores there are lots of opportunities in, in restaurants, and they're like, man, I don't, want to ruin my, I don't want to ruin my dinner to go. That's a problem. You should probably be willing to ruin your dinner to go pray for someone. It's just saying. Um, but testimonies can happen all around us because there are people that are hurting all around us. Revelations chapter 10, verse 12, it says this. It says, then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of the brethren who accused them before our God day and night, he has been cast down. That's talking about the enemy. He's been cast down. It says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to death. Meaning, they were willing to put life on the line in order to overcome the enemy through the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Meaning, their lives weren't more important than the ones that were around them. Therefore, rejoice, O heaven, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the seal and the sea. For the devil has come down to you having great wrath because he knows that his time is short. A testimony is a fighting tool. It's a mighty weapon for war. And I don't know if you've realized this or not, but we are in a war. We're in a battle all of the time. There's a spiritual battle that you can see. Uh, there's a spiritual battle that you can't see. I know that you see the natural ones, but there is something going on in the heavenly realm that you can't see. 
It's constantly around us, and you never know when it's going to show up. Uh, after about a year of being saved, uh, I had received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I received my prayer language. I got one word, and I prayed that one word uh, over and over and over again. It was the only word that I had. It was this short little word, and I just believed that God was going to expand on it. And so one night we had gone, um, we had gone to this Bible study on a Friday night, and uh, super cool guy's house. And, and as this Bible study is going on, my hands, they start burning like crazy. I mean, just on fire, like I'm wiping sweat and, and off of my hands and there's this, this crazy moment with God. I'm like, okay, Lord, what are you doing? Something's happening. Never had this experience before. So I pray my one word over and over and over under my breath because I didn't want anyone else to know that I had a prayer language because I was be kicked out of that group too. And so um, anyway, so I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. And so the, the guy finally gets over and done with his talk and, and uh, as he's talking, Right before he gets done, I see the image of a girl that I had met that morning. And uh, it was a young girl. So this was Friday. Friday morning at 7.30, me and a couple of buddies, we did like a Bible study deal at a park. And uh, this one particular morning, this girl that we knew, she brought some, some teenagers that she was leader of in young life. And uh, one of these girls, I, her, her face popped up in my mind that night. And so I, we get done and I tell the girl that I knew, I was like, hey, call her and ask if she's okay. So she calls, and sure enough, she's not okay. She's, she's been tormented by a demon, and, and it's actually paralyzed one of her legs completely. She can't move it straight. No brace, but it's just 100% straight. She couldn't walk. All day long, this demon had been tormenting this girl. So I was like, tell her we're coming to her house. So we go to her house, and Stacy, she was my girlfriend at the time, and some other girls, they carry her out into the yard. Some of you have heard this. They carry her out into the yard and, and, and this girl's sitting in, in the grass and, and she's looking this way. Her feet, are, her legs are here. And uh, I just kneel down next to her and I start praying. I think I'm praying for healing, right? And so I start praying for healing over this girl's leg. And, and as I pray, a demon manifests out of her mouth, meaning it starts talking to me out of her mouth. I don't know if you've ever had that happen, but it's an odd situation. <laughs> You're like, wait, hold on. I stop praying. I'm like... That's coming out of you? Dang, that's kind of scary. I knew my name. The demon starts telling me, Cody, your prayers don't work for this girl. Cody, you'll never see this girl healed. Oh, you can't have this one because I already got this one. And I said, no, 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 not so. I start praying. It starts getting more aggressive and I start praying more boldly, not louder. We think sometimes that in the middle of a war, I gotta get loud, and in the middle of a war, I've gotta get boisterous, and I gotta be bigger and stronger. No, he just wants you to be very, very authoritative in your prayer. And I knew this by reading. I knew that there was no other name than the name of Jesus, and I knew that there was nothing more powerful than the blood of Jesus. And so I just began to plead the blood of Jesus and use the name of Jesus against the devil in this very moment. And the devil leaves, the demon leaves, and the girl gets completely healed on the spot. It was one of the most crazy, victorious, I don't know if I ever want them to happen again moments in my whole life. <laughs> That's what we're created for. Like, I hear this all over again, and I'm like, let's hit the streets. This is what we carry. This is what you carry. This is what I carry. I love the fact that Jesus uses the most unlikely people to do the most extraordinary things on the earth. 
because I wasn't groomed for this. None of this happened when I had a, a microphone and a, and a platform to, to preach from. This happened when I was in every single day life, but I was willing to say, yeah, God, you could use me. I see it happen in scripture. Why can't it happen right now? I see it happen with the disciples. Why can't I be one of those? As a follower of Jesus, there are some things that we should do. As a follower of Jesus, there are some things that we should create and it should be havoc on the kingdom of darkness through the power of creating testimonies. It's in you. If you're a born again believer of Jesus Christ in this room, the power that I'm talking about is on the inside of you. There's something greater than you've ever experienced on the inside of you. There's something greater on the inside of me than I've ever experienced. Because Jesus never runs out. Thanks for tuning in today. You can stay connected with Renew Life Church by following us on Facebook or Instagram or by visiting our website at www.renewlifechurch.com. We love you and hope you feel encouraged from this message today.